Today, Rinpoche explained the importance of the union of calm, abiding, and special insight. It's not possible to become a Buddha or even realize any of the practices in a complete way without this union. Okay, is my mic okay? Everything's okay? Okay, uh, so everybody, we're on page... Um, hold on, I just said, I was looking at it in the Tibetan. Page 21, where uh, we see Kamala Shila's first stages of meditation says. Uh, so that's where we will begin today. Okay, Rinpoche. Okay, let's so. All right, so 
Beginning with uh, Kamala Shila's first stages of meditation, or beginning stages of meditation, uh, we find because your mind moves like a river, it does not rest, rest without the foundation of meditative serenity. A mind that is not in meditative equipoise cannot understand reality just as it is. Also, the Bhagavan says, with meditative equipoise, you know reality just as it is. So without an understanding, uh, or without the achievement of serenity, here they're using the word serenity, we use calm abiding, uh, it's the same word in Tibetan, I dub dub just double-checked it, but it's shine, which is um, calm abiding usually. So when you see serenity in here, just realize that it's referring to calm abiding. Uh, it's just a different translator's choice. Um, so without achieving calm abiding, without achieving serenity, one isn't able to have a very clear, um, direct understanding of reality. Um, so the nature of reality. Understand reality just as it is, the, the nature of reality. Um, so then it says, with meditative equipoise, you know reality just as it is. So it's saying that, it, it's not saying if you have meditative equipoise, or if you have serenity, then you will see reality. It's saying that it's a prerequisite for seeing reality. Um, so when you achieve serenity or calm abiding, uh, you not only stop the fault of movement in the wisdom consciousness that properly analyzes selflessness, you also stop the fault of distraction from the object of meditation, whatever you use, discerning wisdom. Why does it sound like a run-on? Can I, I just want to reread that. When you achieve serenity, you not only stop the fault of movement in the wisdom consciousness that properly analyzes selflessness, you also stop the fault of distraction from the object of meditation whenever you use discerning wisdom to conduct analytical meditation on topics such as impermanence, karma and its effects, the faults of cyclic existence, love, compassion, or the practice of the spirit of enlightenment, or bodhicitta. No matter what your object of meditation, you engage in it without distraction so that any virtue you cultivate is much more powerful. Uh, on the other hand, before you reach serenity, you weaken all your virtuous deeds by frequent distraction to other objects. So here, the statement is, is that in whatever uh, um, virtue that you're engaging in, if you have this um, foundation of calm abiding, then there is much more powerful virtue that's able to be created because the distraction isn't there. So you don't waver from your object of meditation, from your purpose, for, from your goals. Um, so that's the reasoning for that. Uh, then we have a quote from Shanti Deva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life or Engaging uh, in the uh, Bodhisattva Deeds. Um, so a distracted mind doesn't cultivate virtue as powerfully as a non-distracted mind. Uh, the person who's uh, from the Bodhichara Avatara, Shantideva, the person whose mind is distracted lives between the fangs of the afflictions. The one who knows reality has said that prayers, austerities, and such, even if practiced for a long time, are pointless if done with a distracted mind. Okay, then the Shunju. Long Lotsar, then a Ditarna Mipa. That's the Jew, but the Mandrava Yena. Say in the Mandrava, say my in the Mandrava, Chaba, you are less so. Say in the Mandrava, 
So we can see that here it says, the one who knows reality has said that prayers, austerities, and such, even if practiced for a long time, are pointless if done with a distracted mind. So for instance, if we're engaging in the practice of mantric recitation, uh, saying the mantra of Chen Rezig, Om Mani Pemi Hung, um, there is a different quality of recitation of doing that prayer if you aren't distracted than if you are distracted. So um, if you are distracted while doing your mantric recitation, you're engaging in virtue, but you're also allowing other things, non-virtues and distractions to seep in, whereas if you have no distraction, if you've achieved serenity or calm abiding, uh, then these distractions aren't there and their one-pointed focus on the Omani Pemihong is there. So therefore, it's more powerful. It's more of, uh, has more ability, if you will. More potency, more potency. Dotula Okay, so thus the aim of attaining a concentration in which your mind is non-discursively stabilized on a single object without distraction is to have men mental serviceability. The ability to willfully direct your attention to virtuous objects of meditation. If you fix your attention on a single object of meditation, you can keep it there. But if you release it, it will proceed as you wish to limitless virtuous objects, just like water drawn in smoothly flowing irrigation ditches. Uh, so when you achieve the state of calm abiding or serenity, uh, you are able to 
put your mind on any virtuous object of observation you wish without wavering. So here it's saying that if you f are able to focus uh, with calm abiding on an object of observation that is virtuous, uh, then one is able to derive a much more benefit uh, from that activity because it's undistracted. If um, So you can hold that focus as long as you wish, but it doesn't mean you then are stuck there because you have this serviceability of the mind. So you're able to then shift your mind from that virtuous object of observation uh, that you have single-pointedly focused on to another ob virtuous object of observation, and then you're able to singly focus on that because the calm abiding creates this serviceability of, th of the mind. So that's the meaning of it. You can direct your mind towards any virtuous object of observation that you wish and stay fixed on that object of observation. Uh, so this moving is, the moving from objects to object is um, purposeful as opposed to the mind just being distracted and going here and going there. Uh, let's see. Therefore, after you have achieved meditative serenity, you must sustain in meditation objects and attitudes that stop limitless faults and bring together limitless virtues, such as wisdom consciousness, focusing on the real nature and the diversity of phenomena. So just as a note, reality and diversity of phenomena are referring to conventional and ultimate truth. Um, <coughs> Generosity, the attitude of restraint, patience, joyous perseverance, faith, and disenchantment with cyclic existence or renunciation. Realize that continuously stabilizing your mind by fixing it on a single object of meditation yields no great advantages in practice of virtue for those who do this to do this fail to appreciate the purpose of achieving serenity. Um, so a completely distracted mind where one is not trying to harness that distraction um, isn't very useful in terms of engaging in virtue because of the distraction. D. She Shiro
Thus, if you reject analytical meditation with discerning wisdom, both in the deed section of the perfections and in the view section of the perfections, your cultivated of cultivation of one-pointed concentration will be very weak. The technique for producing forceful and long-lasting certainty about the meaning of selflessness is sustained analysis with discerning wisdom or special insight. With such insight into the into the real nature, no matter how long you cultivate Without such insight into the real nature, no matter how long you cultivate serenity, you can only suppress manifest afflictions. You cannot eradicate their seeds. Therefore, do not cultivate only serenity. You need to cultivate insight as well. Because, as Kamala Shila's second stages of meditation says, this, okay, I don't believe Rinpoche read that, but so I'm going to stop there. And so one needs to have a union of calm abiding and uh, special insight. Uh, without that union, one is not is able to just suppress negativities, but not get rid of them. Ultimately, they're seeds that make them manifest in the first place. So it's just kind of putting them down for an, another time, in a sense. Whereas if you have special insight that's coupled with the calm abiding, then that is as the ability to eradicate that which gives rise to those things. Um, uh, at their root, at their root. Um, okay, Nate Sampa Kanga Lasson and Rimache Chukamala Shila Lung Lasson. Theater is so don't I should say so to be sure that she's going to know since she be Hashan with all the channels. Oh, they need Jason, did Gonga maybe cheek Rimache, that's cool. So I'd forgotten one thing. Uh, so that if we just cultivate serenity alone and we don't cultivate the union of, of serenity or calm abiding and special insight, then we are li liable to um, end up at the view of Hashan, the Chinese abbot's view uh, that was negated actually by Kamala Shila, um, where just this emptying of the mind uh, is necessary with a, an analysis is not. Um, so here we're saying that without the analysis, you can't get at the root. So one needs to have this union of calm abiding with analysis, uh, uh, called a union of calm abiding and special insight in order for that to occur. Um, let me see here. Shiro. Shiro. Then Dewe. Shiro. Chutsar. Lama. Shiro. Dewe na papa gomba nepa jo. Dewe na. Papa <laughs> Tiens, <laughs> 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 
Okay, so then we have um, Kamala Sheila's second stages of meditation says, Cultivating just serenity alone does not get rid of a practitioner's obscurations. It only suppresses the afflictions for a while. Unless you have the light of wisdom, you do not destroy the dormant tendencies. For this reason, the sutra unraveling the intended meaning says, Meditative uh, stabilization suppresses afflictions. Wisdom destroys dormant tendencies. So here, dormant tendencies are referring to the imprints of the negativities that are left after we engage in them, the karmic imprints. Um, so those are not removed by calm abiding alone. Uh, those require insight um, and calm abiding to remove them. Um, so if you merely um, cultivate calm abiding, then you're literally just utilizing the calm abiding to suppress those afflictions as opposed to eradicating them. And eradicating them requires eradication of the imprints that, that give rise to them, the causes within our continuum that are all there that will give or can give rise to um, negativity. And uh, as a, um, just one suppresses them, but the union exhausts them. And then we have a quote from the King of Concentrations. I'm sorry. For this reason, the Sutra Unraveling Intended Meaning says, Meditative stabilization suppresses affliction. Wisdom destroys dormant tendencies. So the dormant tendencies are the imprints. The King of Concentrations Sutra, uh, the Samadhi Raja Sutra says, Although worldly persons cultivate concentration, they do not destroy the notion of self. Their afflictions return and disturb them, as they did attract... Udraka, who cultivated concentration in this way. If you um, analytically discern the lack of self in phenomena, and if you cultivate that analysis in meditation, this will cause result attainment of nirvana. There is no peace through any other means. So uh, there's no way to nirvana. Uh, by any other way than a union of calm abiding and special insight. There's no secondary route that will get you to liberation. There is only one, one way to do it, and the way that it is done requires these components, calm abiding uh, and special insight. Um, Shesong. Dixon, Two 
Okay. So we have a quote from the scriptural collections of the Bodhisattvas, Gangensina uh, Legaret. Those who are unlearned in the contents of the scriptural collection of the Bodhisattvas, unlearned in the discipline of the noble teaching, and who derive a sense of sufficiency from mere concentration, fall by virtue of their pride into an inflated sense of themselves. They will not escape from birth, aging, sickness, death, sorrow, lamentation, suffering, unhappiness, or perturbation. They will not escape from the six realms of cyclic existence. They will not escape from aggregation of suffering. With that in mind, the Tathagata said, Learning from others what is appropriate, you will escape aging and death. As this is so, those who seek completely pure sublime wisdom from which every obscuration has been eliminated should cultivate wisdom while they remain in serenity. On this point, the Ratna Kuta collection says, Keeping meditative... I'm sorry, keeping ethical discipline, you will attain concentration. Attaining concentration, you cultivate wisdom. With wisdom, you attain pure, sublime wisdom. As your sublime wisdom is pure, your ethical discipline is perfect. The Sutra of Cultivating Faith in the Mahayana says, Child of good lineage, if you do not have wisdom, I would not say that you have faith in the Mahayana of the Bodhisattvas, nor would I say you knew the real nature of the Mahayana. So here it's showing that the wisdom... Analytical meditation, analysis, is indispensable when we're looking at trying to engage in any of, of the virtues completely. 
and trying to ultimately achieve liberation or Buddhahood, it's not possible uh, without um, uniting these two. With just serenity alone, uh, you will not uh, be able to escape, and it will infl- and not only not escape, it, it has a tendency to inflate one's pride by just doing meditation alone and uh, giving you more of a sense of self uh, because the wisdom isn't there to understand that that self is not true. Uh, so you inflate that sense of identity more by just sitting in a state of, of yourself without any wisdom there to back it up. And eventually that wisdom uh, becomes a discerning wisdom because it's united with calm abiding, and that's what makes it a special insight when wisdom is, is given that single focus um, through various stages. But that's what its special insight is. It's a wisdom, it's a union of, of calm abiding and special insight. Um, so that the calm abiding is necessary to achieve that type of wisdom, but you can't achieve wisdom without wisdom. Um, so that's why that's the necessity. She so the song sumbatar ngola she de ngapa. She ne rodu de velatu ke yemu aban jo ba she she ne tome she ne se jas she ne rodu de she ne velatu yoba yina yemu yemu jo gres yemu jo tu gres te yesu do toma she ne ju la ji ba she gres te ne latu. She is no better. Mala, she never run there. Then I tell her, then the Latin go by, you know. Tell her, and then you know, go to Tambule. Does he never never metal? She never mebala, never carry your mother. She never go to Colon de Baris, never by Jundu Jabaros, and the Susan de Bagarin de la Mene, she never go to dig it as. Shenez Chisholo <laughs> Tonyo <laughs> 
produce both the serenity of an undistracted mind and insight focused on emptiness. Why then is it said you first seek serenity and then cultivate insight? And then the response is this. The way in which serenity precedes insight is as follows. You do not need to have serenity already in order to develop an understanding of the view that knows that there is no self. For we see that even those who lack serenity develop this view. This is an intellectual understanding is what this is referring to. Nor do you need to have serenity already in order to experience mental transformation in regard to the view. For nothing precludes mental transformation being brought on by the practice of repeated analysis uh, with discerning wisdom, even in the absence of serenity. If you claim that discerning wisdom, I'm sorry, if you claim that the absence of serenity precludes mental transformation in regard to the view, then the very same reasoning forces you to extremely to the extremely absurd conclusion that serenity is required even to experience mental transformation when meditating on impermanence, the faults of cyclic existence, or the spirit of enlightenment. Um, so it's, uh, the point is, is it's saying that um, with wisdom uh, you, and thinking about downfalls of cyclic existence and so forth, you can have transformation. You can become motivated in a way that um, enhances your you uh, spiritually. But um, there won't be this, this uh, complete transformation um, and a, cl a clear, under because a clear understanding of the view can't be achieved without the serenity. So you can, you can think about these things and achieve an intellectual understanding, um, but that won't be enough without the serenity. Um, so why is serenity required for insight? According to the Sutra Unraveling Intended Meaning, as long as the practice of a discrimination and special discrimination with discerning wisdom cannot generate physical and mental pliancy, it constitutes a type of attention which approximates insight, which is generates pliancy, then when it generates pliancy, then it is insight. Thus, if you have not attained serenity, then no matter how much analytical meditation you do with discerning wisdom, in the end, you will not be able to generate the delight and bliss of physical and mental pliancy. Once you have attained meditative serenity, then even the med analytical meditation of discerning wisdom will cultivate in pliancy. Hence, insight requires a meditative serenity as a cause, and this will then be explained below. He wants to do a question and answer uh, now. Uh, so, so good to see Rinpoche feeling better every week. No question. No question. I just wanted to ask Rinpoche. If he had ever been on any like pilgrimage sites in Tibet, like for example, like Milarepa, one of Milarepa's like meditation caves or anything mm. like that. Rimache, the the Chupula, the Milarepa drone peson. Milarepa the Kechempo Sacha gonga mebuchi Pula Tibet Sacha Kechempo Mambo Yure. Milarepa Sacha Lamanson Kapi. Then Chupeson. The Lamanson Kappa drone peson. Lama Kappa, J Rimbache, the Gom Gom Sacha Yure, Chupesa. 
So Rimache Millerepa Millerepa Don. So. Uh, so Rimache hasn't has been to some of the pilgrimage sites, to Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, um, cave. Um, and others, but not Milarepa's um, dwelling, but he's seen it on the computer. Uh, thank you, Rinpoche. I had a, um, a question for, for like a practitioner who is um, um, just uh, beginning sort of practice of, of calm abiding and hasn't really developed a stable analytic meditation that you could find a sort of suitable topic to sure. to focus on. Is there something he, he would recommend for beginners? Okay, the lapja gu shine tsa tambo gangisina ngatsu sarpa then ngatsu shine heomare in shine rimbo yure then the nampa sarpa the Tsano Garibe, Gangensena Natsu, the Sherup, Mambo Yomari, then Sherup Mipa, Kali Kapudu, Shine, then Sharan, the Tsano Garibe, Mipa, Gariyakshu, then Satambo, Gari Gariyapudu. Shannel Mabel Susan the Vares, Lessa, Salamin is in a gun and do it, Carolamina Gon Dugres, Chevamaris, Nedu by Tunuja Varos. Okay, bro. Uh, the long London long? Uh, the Chan the long not the London? Uh Dixon, Dixon. Uh then a the the Nampa Sarpa Shine Guna the Tambo Tambo Gare not Nyamlen Gare Tambo The Sarpa Sarpa the Shine Guna Okay, so as far as um, cultivation of calm abiding, uh, you first have to pick an object of observation that is suitable for you um, and that you're going to practice focusing on. Um, so I said to Rinpoche that as beginners we don't have this object of observation of wisdom or a complete view to focus on. So what is a good what is a good for a first time for a beginner to to use for practice? And he said that everyone is different. Uh, you can utilize uh, images of a deity um, uh, or or whatever virtuous object you yourself feel connected to. Uh, place your mind on one virtuous object, basically. Um, it says in the... Um, uh, Atisha's uh, lamp for the path to enlightenment. Um, so the in each individual has to decide his or her object or focus. Um, and just as a translator's note, it always says that focusing on uh, like an image of a Buddha, for instance, not only allows you to develop calm abiding eventually, but it also uh, creates virtue because your object of observation is so powerful um, that most practitioners choose a, a Buddha um, or Shakyamuni Buddha. And the point is to be able to get the object of observation to the point that it fit on a mustard seed like that small with complete detail in your mind's eye. So it's just practicing it over and over again with this object of observation that you've chosen uh, till you 
um, get to that point where you have serviceability and then you're working on wisdom at the same time through just intellectual means and then you bring the two together. That makes sense? And the translator's note was just very little at the end. But the first thing Rinpoche said is to find that object, pick it, and stick with it. Stay with, stay with an object, with a virtuous object. First, I want to say I'm so glad to see you feeling better. Rinpoche is on the Guzu Depu Tiring, the Depu Thank you. Um, and then I wanted to ask for the single-pointedness, is it acceptable to use an element of nature such as uh, an unwavering flame or um, a pool of water that is still? The shine, the jena, the mikpa, chu, dig song? Um, uh, what is it? May Digson. Yeah, so it's absolutely fine. To, I said a pool of water or fire would be fine. And it was it, the good point was that a, a focused fire, not one that's moving, because that could distract your mind. Thank you, Rinpoche. Um, today we covered, uh, one of the things we covered was serenity and special insight. Both are needed to destroy dormant tendencies. And I'm, I think maybe this is a very simplistic question, but is, is it the same for um, both are needed to destroy the four maras and both are needed to destroy the ten non-virtues and both are needed to destroy obstructions of, to omniscience? I got you. Is that all the same? The shine, shine dan la tung, the mena mekewa ju pan tugamarebe, kanga pan tugamarebe, Dene the Nyanlen Kanga Yakshu Shine Dan Latungu. So, so I, for all, I asked it in a more kind of conclusive way. So, all practices, um, to, if you wish to bring them to their, their ultimate form of, practices, of practice, require a union of calm abiding and special insight. So, I, I asked first about the abandonment of the ten non virtues. There is not a possible possibility of this complete abandonment without this union of calm abiding and, and special insight. Uh, so all abandonments require this union at a com uh, to be completed because their tendencies, their imprints would be left over without the union. Um, so maybe some very coarse forms could be roughed down, but not the, the subtle forms that okay. are the ultimate place to get rid of them. And maybe this is splitting hairs, but also it oh, the destroys four the four maras. Yeah. The the mara je, the the pang panguna shine dan latung niche go. Yes. Thank you. Two jay jay. Um, similar question to what our friend over here asked: Is the breath also an appropriate object of virtuous meditation? The Ugon, the Gewa, Ugon Jana, the Gewa, Gewa Mipa, Yo, Kandre, Ugon got Kandre Gewa, what Garishine, the Lung, Gewa Mipa? She's in a Lung, Lung Dang Mei Dang Chu, 
Geo Mipa? Then Garsh the the Uja Lung Garshane Gewe Gewa Mipa Gewe Gewa Yin Yimbatao. Oh, this is going to be a so yes, um, I, well, I was just splitting hairs myself as a translator asking about uh, if it's uh, virtuous, like if it's technically, if you looked at breath, because it's wind, if you could say that's a virtuous object. And he said, uh, you can use any object, and if that object of the breath creates calm abiding, then yes, that's a virtuous object. Um, so... Um, so yes, you can achieve calm abiding through meditation on the breath. Does that answer the question? Yeah. I was just seeing if, if it fell into the definition of a virtuous object because it's how... I would still like to debate that further, but we'll stop there. <laughs> I, I don't believe it, but that's okay. Because you could they say a stick's a virtuous object because you can get calm abiding by meditating on a stick. I probably didn't ask the question cleanly enough in Tibetan. Along with uh, calm abiding and wisdom, what part uh, does compassion play when you introduce compassion into the combination of calm abiding and wisdom? Uh, Rumiche. Shene dang hatong Ninji Dawagare Gangusene Shene dang hatong Mena Shanchu Yongmare. Then a then the Dawagare the Ninji dang Shene dang hatong Dawagare Gangusene Ninji the Shanchu Guna Ninji go. Then a Shanchu Guna Shene dang hatong go. Shine dan latung ninji drawa gare. Kandre, the ninji, the kandre, shine dan latung. Mikpa. Shine mepa. Kot vese tuinus. Chichil tuinus. Tuinus. Tende. So these are all collections that are necessary. So we would say that, yes, you can't become enlightened without calm abiding and special insight, but also you can't become enlightened without compassion. So these work as a collection. You're able to analyze why your compassion with your wisdom, and you're able to focus on it and stay single-pointedly with compassion with the calm abiding. So that's the, how it's all connected. But it works as a collection of comings together. Rinpoche said in a, like a dependent origination. Uh, is, like if we look at Buddhahood, um, it, it comes about through a collection as well. It's not truly established. So compassion, calm abiding, special insight, these are all parts of the comings together that become what is called Buddhahood. I think that... Uh, oh, one more question. Three more. Three more? Okay. Rimchi's voice is almost gone, so... No, go for it. 
I'm just, I didn't mean that as a guilt trip. I'm just saying why I'm stopping this. Yeah, go for it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was looking at... Yeah. Is there an advantage to focusing on mantra or an image of a deity versus another object of concentration? Yeah. Mikpa. Shine Mikpa. The Sanjay Mikpa. The Shin Mikpa. Garshene Sanjay Pemba. The Shin. Shin. Tree. The Shine Mikpa. Sanjay Mikpa. Garshene Sanjay Pemba. Pemba. Pencho. <laughs> The Mikpa, Sanjay Mikpa, La Mikpa, the the Becha Mambo, the the Yapudu Gangensuna Gewa Gewa Mikpa, Shin Gewa Yomare, the Sanjay Pen Pemba Mambo, Yunten Mambo, then the Mikpa Pechachena, then Yunten Yongare, then Shin Pechachena Yunten Yomare, the Datayen Shin Gawamare, Shin Lamine, Tianzit Gawaro, Lesso. So, um. If you are using an object of observation such as a tree, I was using, or a branch, as opposed to a deity or a, or a mantra, um, if you are doing so to achieve single-pointed concentration to become a Buddha, if that's the reasoning that you are, you are doing that, then that becomes a virtuous object of observation because of the motivation behind it. But that tree, that branch, doesn't have excellent qualities, whereas a deity or a mantra has excellent qualities in and of itself, meaning um, our goal is Buddhahood. So the Buddha is, is, is the manifestation of everything that is excellent, all excellent qualities. So by utilizing that object of observation and focusing on it, we're refreshing our mind over and over again with perfect perfection as opposed to a stick. So that's, that's what it is. The stick will get you there, and if your motivation is to get single-pointed concentration to be a, become a Buddha, you can get single-pointed concentration using a stick. But you aren't getting the added benefit of the virtue of the power of object of observation. There's, there's something that's called, and this, this last part I'm adding in, but uh, anything I'm saying, everyone knows I've been with Rinpoche since he got here for 20 years, so I nothing from my side to make up or say. <laughs> I, everything I say is for Rinpoche, but the excellent qualities that it possesses, it's the, called the potency or the power of the object of observation. It's why if you kill a bug, it's less non-virtue than killing a teacher because of the potency of the power of object. Killing the bug, a bug is, it's non-virtue that you killed it, but if you killed a monk, then it's a much more heavy sin because the object, a monk's going to teach and help and do so many different things in that lifetime. So it's a powerful object. Likewise, your object of meditation, if it's powerful, gives you added benefit. But Rinpoche wanted to be sure, just because he's afraid, there's people using objects that aren't deities that you can become enlightened if your motivation is 
doing that meditation on that stick for that purpose. Yes. Um, we studied the six perfections. Yes. And um, in in the text today, there's a, on page twenty three, mm -hmm. um, Ratna collection. Keeping ethical disci discipline, you will attain concentration. Attain yeah. Concentration, you will cultivate wisdom. With wisdom, you attain pure sublime wisdom, and your sublime wisdom is pure. Your ethical as your sublime wisdom is pure, your ethical discipline is pure, mm -hmm. perfect. Is there a reason that we're looking at eth ethical discipline in that context? Alone? Yeah, it's foundation. Three highest higher trainings: ethics, yep. concentration, wisdom. They're they're cause and effect. Okay, get, so I, I'm going to get the details of yeah, it, but, but that, okay, that makes the triwa, the 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 tsuchim. Uh, hold on. Um, Shine dan hlatung. Hold on. Where is? Let me find the quote. This will be. The tsuchim yuna tingenzi yogare. Tingenzi yuna sherap yongare. The garshene, garshene tsuchimgu. Garshene tingenzi tsuchimgu. Garshene. Tingenzi yola. Tingenzi kitemizuju. Aha. There are various objects that are obstructions to being able to achieve single-pointed concentration, and the only way you can remove them is by applying that which abandons that, and that antidote that makes that abandoned, that gets rid of that obstruction, is virtue, is ethics. So ethical discipline removes the barrier to being able to achieve concentration. Concentration allows you to properly focus on wisdom. So then all of those purify one another in that way. That's why the three highest higher trainings are in the order they are. Con ethics, concentration, and wisdom. Is there one more? Get on the mic. Run DMC. DMC played the party I was at last night, so... People didn't have too much money. <laughs> okay. Uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Tu chena rimbache. Shed a sobudu. Yapudu, the ngayet sampa, the chakt sama, the dag dagdu. The dialysis is really helping, I was saying to rimbache. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. Harful Abhuteshvara Tenzin Jatso may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts 
with exceptional wisdom and perseverance.